Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. All of a sudden you notice the clouds or the hummingbird or you see the sweetness and the innocence of children or you see something good in your wife. You realize she's just a lady and your husband is just a man and you see the good in him when you stop presenting the bad. You see the good in him. When you stop presenting the bad, it's very beautiful. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is Judge Not Others. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hi everyone, this is Roland with Shedding Shackles. I want to begin today's program by saying to you that we humans were meant to be representatives of our Creator. Here upon the earth, we witness all the wonderful things that He has done, such as make butterflies and make the beautiful sun and the warmth on your skin on a sunny day and the snow and cats and dogs and all the wonderful things that he has made, we see them, we appreciate them, and we know who made them. So, cognizant and ever aware of our Creator, we then go about our life. And we do, we do what he wants us to do. And what does he want us to do? Well, for the most part, It's not very complicated. What does he want us to do? He wants us to not judge other people. He wants us to not resent other people. Doesn't that sound simple? Why would we want to judge anybody else? Do you remember when you were a little child? You played and you love to run outside and see all the beautiful and fun things and play with rocks and play play with your cat and your puppy and run and ride your bike and you loved all of that stuff and you loved your mommy and daddy and you liked other kids but something went wrong look at you now you i'm going to say it and i'm i have some trepidation in saying it but by making it quite clear I think you'll get the idea. Look at you, and when I say you, I mean the average person. Look at you now. You resent your husband. He works out in the garage, and there's something about that you don't like. Or he goes to play golf, and there's something about that you don't like. Or he talks about business, and there's something about that you don't like. And he goes to visit his mom, and there's something about that you don't like. And his brother comes over, And there's something about the brother that you don't like. And then you talk about people behind their back. When you get together with one of your friends, and they're not really friends, if they support you in this, then you tell them about your husband and how he doesn't do this and doesn't do that, and how this person does this and doesn't do that, and how this person is no good and this one is treacherous. And this one is phony, and this one is not. See what I mean? Or, let's say you're the husband, 
and you resent your wife. When you come home from work, you're tired, and she wants to talk. And you don't want to talk, and she wants to talk. And it irritates you. And then she asks you to do something, and it irritates you. And the kids, you tell them to do something, and they don't do it, and it makes you angry, or you become impatient. And things irritate you. Something breaks. There's a bill to pay. Someone didn't understand what you said. It irritates you. And what is this irritation? It's basically a little bit of hate, isn't it? Well, something has gone wrong. And something else has gone wrong. So now do you see? You have become a person who goes around hating, judging, resenting, condemning, being angry at, losing your patience with other people. And that's what God told us not to do. Why would you want to do that? Remember when you were a little kid, you didn't hate anybody. Now you hate people. You didn't judge anybody. Now you judge people. So you have changed. Somehow you have changed and changed for the worse. Because when you resent other people, when you judge them, when you condemn them, when you have a grudge against them, when they irritate you, when you're impatient with them, you are not expressing love. In fact, you're disconnected from it. How could you judge another person or condemn them or hate them or be angry with them or impatient with them? If you had love, you could not. So obviously you are disconnected from love. And if you're disconnected from love, you're disconnected from God. So maybe that's what's gone wrong. Somehow you become disconnected from God. Do you have a question for Roland? If so, call the listener call-in line at 510-455-8851. That's 510-455-8851. Somehow you become disconnected from God. And there's more proof. How could you walk around in the world and not see the beautiful sky? and the clouds, and the beautiful river, and the lake, and the ocean, and hummingbirds, and the flowers. How could you see any of those and not be filled with awe, and wonder, and delight, and love, and respect for your Creator? See? So something has gone wrong. So how come you can walk around and you never once see the puffy clouds? You never once admire the flowers. How can that be? Well, it's because, once again, you're somehow separated from your creator. So where are you when you you can spend a whole day walking around and not appreciate anything? How can this be? Well, you must be lost somewhere. And where are you lost? Where are you lost, pray tell? You are lost down in your thoughts, in your imagination. That's where you're lost. You spend most of your time lost in thoughts, thinking about what happened, what she said, what he did, what you're going to do, what you're going to eat. See, you're always lost in 
the artificial constructs of the past and future. And you dwell there. And why do you dwell there? Why wouldn't it be more fun to be totally in the present moment, appreciating all the wonderful things around you and having awareness? Now, the other thing about being lost in your thoughts, remember I said that something has gone wrong, and what has gone wrong is that you have been separated from your Creator. Because if you weren't separated from your Creator, you wouldn't be able to judge and resent and hate and be impatient and be angry with other people, including your husband or your wife or your kids. And you wouldn't be able to walk around without appreciating and marveling at the handiwork of your Creator. So since you can't stop judging and hating other people, and since you don't notice and marvel at God's handiwork, it means that you are separated from your Creator and awareness of Him. And so therefore, you must be lost somewhere. And where are you lost? You're lost in your thoughts. So there you have it. You spend most of your time lost in your thinking, lost in your daydreams, and then lost in reminiscing about the past, reliving past glories and past failures. So would you like to come back to your Creator? Would you like to? Well, then you must get out of your thoughts. Come back to the present. Come back to reality where the birds are singing. See? Now, the other thing is you're having problems, relationship problems. Most of you, and when I say you, once again, I'm just kind of talking to people in general. And if what I say, um, you know, if the shoe fits, wear it. That's an old expression. If it doesn't apply to you, then don't worry about it. But you have relationship problems. Hmm. Communication with your kids is not so good. Or with your wife is not so good. Or with your husband is not so good. Hmm. I wonder what that's all about. Well, you know, if you had presence of mind, presence of mind, and you were connected to your Creator, then you would have from Him, first of all, He would restrain your impatience and your anger and so forth. And you would have love from Him. You would have patience. And having patience and not being emotional, you would be able to respond to people around you with awareness and with love. And then the problems would simply go away. If you had love and if you were there, are you there for your partner? Are you there for your kids? Or are you just sitting there staring at the television but not really there for them? How many kids later on they said, my dad wasn't there for me? See? So, if you're sitting there, but you're not there for them, you must be lost somewhere. Where are you lost? You're lost in your thoughts and in your artificial uh, distractions. All right. So, what you need is presence of mind. That's what you need. Presence of mind. That's what you need. So, learn the art of sitting quietly in the present, hear the birds singing, hear the traffic go by. And when a thought rises up to carry you away, see those thoughts carry you away. They carry you away from the present, but now understand, remember what I said, they also carry you away from your Creator. So when a thought rises up, notice it, 
just notice it lightly. And then you're back in the present moment again. And then when another thought rises up to carry away something you need to do or something you said or something she said or something you had to do or something that didn't work out for you, just notice it and don't indulge it. Don't fall into it. Don't drift away with it. See, it's one thing to sit on the bank of a river. I'll give you a little analogy. Let's say your thoughts are like the thought stream, like a river flowing by. It's one thing to sit on the bank of a river and watch the watch the river flow by, and it's another thing to jump into the river and go floating away toward the rapids downstream. You understand? You don't want to jump in there. Sit on the bank. Stay in the podium of your mind. Stay in the grandstand observing all these things marching by. Don't fall into them. Go back. Stand back. And you can do that over and over. As a matter of fact, when you get good at being aware, you'll notice these things that come to pull you in. You might even drift away temporarily with a thought. Something had happened at work today or what somebody said to you. And all of a sudden, you'll notice that you were drifting away, and then you're back in the present again, observing. You're the observer. You're not the thought. You're the observer of thought. So where does temptation operate? It operates in the mind and then through other people. See? So these thoughts that rise up, that want to carry you away so you're not there for your kids, so that you forget about love, and you forget about appreciation. They want to carry you away. And why they want to carry you away, well, that's a topic for another radio program or lecture. But now I just want you to see that they want to carry you away. So what do you do? Just watch them. Don't struggle with them. That's another mistake. Trying to struggle with them, don't do that. Don't drift away. Don't give in to them. Don't fall into them and drift away. On the one hand, don't struggle with them, with anger and resentment. On the other, just watch. Watch them, and then they dissolve away. As we enter the holiday season, here's a reminder to practice patience with others. We all need time to reflect and enjoy the moment. This is Jeremiah Trujillo. I'm also a pianist and played all of the music that you hear on Shedding Shackles, such as the one you're hearing now, Amazing Grace, in an arrangement by Jack Schrader. Thanks for listening. These thoughts that rise up, that want to carry you away so you're not there for your kids, so that you forget about love and you forget about appreciation, they want to carry you away. What do you do? Just watch them. Don't struggle with them. That's another mistake. Trying to struggle with them, don't do that. Don't drift away. Don't give in to them. Don't fall into them and drift away. On the one hand, don't struggle with them with anger and resentment. 
on the other. Just watch. Watch them, and then they dissolve away. They dissolve away, and then you're back in the present. Oh, how many times can you do a day? Well, you do, just keep doing it. That's all. Just keep doing it. Every day, it's a little bit of a struggle. When I say struggle, I don't mean with anger and energy. I just mean watching. Just watch. That's all you have to do is watch. I remember I used to work in an office in downtown San Francisco. It was an old-fashioned office. It was kind of nice, actually. And it was a big room that had probably 30 people in it all working. Well, maybe not 30, maybe 20. 20 to 25 people. They were all working at their desks. All of the desks faced toward the front of the room. And at the front of the room was the office manager who sat there like a teacher at the teacher's desk, and he could watch everybody in the room. And you know what? Everybody behaved. People did their work, or at least pretended to do their work. There was no foolishness. Yeah, people sometimes had fun, but it was, it was never anything carried away. People didn't leave early for lunch and come back late. See? Everybody behaved properly. Well, you must learn to watch your thoughts. Watch your emotions. Just watch them like, like a good parent. I was going to say like a good office manager, but like a good grandma. You know how a good grandma or a good grandpa will just sit there and watch, and the children are playing, and the grandpa watches, and the children are safe. Then they love grandpa and grandma, and they come running up, look, grandma, look, grandpa. And then they rush off and play, but they're safe. See? Well, that's how you must learn to be with your emotions, with those thoughts, and even with other people. Just watch them with a twinkle in your eye. Don't hate them. Don't judge them. Don't resent them. Don't struggle with them. Just watch. And it's beautiful. And then a wonderful thing will happen. As you're watching, you're not lost in memories. You're not lost in thoughts. You're in the present. And you're not angry. And you're not impatient. There's a little distance. A little distance, so you don't get all carried away. People try to distract you too, don't they? Just like those thoughts rise up and try to distract you. People come up with issues. And sometimes it's something that you need to attend to, like when your, your wife has something for you or your husband or your child. And so you attend to it. See? But other times people come with uh, trying to make an argument trying to get you involved in something. You just watch, and you don't get involved, you don't fall for the trick. They try to pull you into an argument, and you say, well, I have to go, and you just walk away. You don't get pulled in, see? So now you have presence of mind, and now you have time. You have so much time. Look now how you're rushing around constantly, and constantly lost in thoughts, and you seem like you don't have enough time. If you could learn to be in the present moment, then suddenly you would have time. And you would be able to deal with things masterfully. Problems would vanish. Relationships would improve. Your fits of rage and your angers would diminish and go away. And you would begin to have power over your life and your emotions and your reactions and everything. 
And something else wonderful would happen with all of this time. You would now begin to realize things. You would suddenly see maybe a Bible verse that you've read before and you've always heard it and thought it was nice, but now all of a sudden you see what it means. Or all of a sudden you notice the clouds or the hummingbird. Or you see the sweetness and the innocence of children. Or you see something good in your wife. You realize she's just a lady. And your husband is just a man. And you see the good in him when you stop resenting the bad. You see the good in him when you stop resenting the bad. It's very beautiful. So, that is my message to you today. To practice being in reality, not lost in your thoughts, and being aware so that you might remember your Creator. Remember, in the Old Testament, God warned the Israelitish people. He said, remember who brought you out of captivity. Remember who gave you this land of milk and honey. Remember who preserved you from your enemies. Don't forget what I did for you. And so you must be in the present. You can't know God when you're lost in your thoughts, when you're lost in your emotions. Back to the present where God is, where love is. We find your zest for discovery and adventure. Keep listening to Shedding Shackles. I'm holding in my hands a book that I wrote. It's called A Walk on the Spiritual Side. And I want to read just a little bit of it for you. This is from the introduction to the book. Many people wish to have peace of mind a sense of spiritual purpose in life, and above all, a right relationship with others, especially their loved ones. They want to live the good life, but become frustrated when cares and issues interfere with their spiritual walk. There is a saying of Christ that is very relevant here. Seek first the kingdom of God in his right way, then all these things shall be added unto you. A right relationship with God will automatically result in right relationships with everyone and everything else. Today we have so much information. For example, our smartphones and internet can be fantastic tools to find bargains, get updated information, or do research. I'm glad we have this new technology. It permits me to have a website where I can freely share articles and downloads with people but we have plenty of information. It's not a lack of information that we suffer from. We suffer from a lack of understanding. Today, many people have so lost touch with their intuition, they don't even know they have it, let alone how to find it. Yet it is through being attuned to our intuition that we receive wordless guidance from within, which is understanding. And for a lack of wisdom and understanding, people err and suffer. In fact, the whole world has always suffered for a lack of understanding. But some people are troubled by their lack and realize that if they had more wisdom and patience, they could handle life's issues better. 
Such people honestly wish to find such love and understanding to help them deal lovingly and fairly with others. The secret way to the fount of understanding has been hidden from the people. Christ spoke harshly to the Pharisees. He told them, You know the way, but you keep it from the people, and instead burden them with laws and traditions. Yet the secret is still there to be found by the sincere seeker hidden in plain sight. The secret way is the way of objectivity, of finding the inner light of truth and relating to it. It is the way of repentance, because it is impossible to come in contact with the light of truth and stay in that light without seeing one's own errors, such as pride and resentment, and regretting them in the light. The key to wisdom, love, and all the good things in life is within, and not to be found in books, study, or knowledge. A man like Christ was full of love and understanding. When people heard him, his words, and his presence awakened them to the light in themselves. Some hated it, others loved it, and learned to relate to God from within. From this new rapport, they were healed of their infirmities and restored to wholeness. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's a very nice book. It's on Amazon in Kindle and quality paperback. It's called A Walk on the Spiritual Side. It might be a nice gift to give yourself. What I do here is I seek to wake people up. I want to wake you up to the reality of God and Christ and the Holy Spirit and love and understanding. And I want to wake you up to see that you need understanding and you need perceptiveness now more than ever, ever before. I exhort you, I encourage you, not emotionally, but but with every fiber of my being, to wake up and stay awake. Your children need you to be awake. Your loved ones need you to be awake. Please, my resources are free. My meditation that I have to help you calm down and get centered is free. And my books, you know, if you can't get it at Amazon, if you can't afford it, just write to me and say, hey, I'd like to have your book. I can't afford anything. I'll send you a PDF of it. Okay? So, please, listen to the radio. I'm on the same time every week. And, of course, you can always go to SheddingShackles.com because there we have an archive. We have live streaming. You can listen to the program 24-7. And we have very wonderful free resources to help you calm down, get centered, see clearly, and express love from your Creator. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye.
You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is sheddingshackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.